Hey, strangers. Hello, and welcome to episode six of The Strange Sessions. I'm Krista, and with me is... Kurt. We're so excited about this episode. What are we talking about today, Kurt? Tonight, we're going to be talking about David Politis's uh, series of books called Missing 411 about people mysteriously disappearing and or being killed in national state parks. Forests. Forests. I hear there's a movie. I haven't seen it yet. No, I... I've, I can't even find it. I've... <laughs> read reviews of it that weren't real hot mm. so somebody said it's basically just like a episode of something you would see on investigation discovery oh well that's cool i'd still want to watch yeah. it though yeah i like to see the evidence that they have rather than because i've listened to so many podcasts about the missing oh, 411 yeah. cases you and me both <laughs> we've gone deep down the rabbit hole literally in the last week and a half that is all i've been doing you know, I usually listen to music when I drive around. I have been doing nothing but listening to podcast interviews with David. I keep wanting to call him Polites. Oh, I think it's Politis. It's Politis. Yeah. We'll but just call him Davy P. DP. DP. I feel like that's like the initials for something dirty. I'm not sure. It is. Oh, okay. We'll talk. We'll Shoot. discuss that later. <laughs> oh, I just got it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, it's Friday. Uh, yeah. So where, where are we going to start? Uh, housekeeping? Do we have any oh, housekeeping? Do we have any housekeeping? Uh, we actually got a couple submissions, like email stuff about blue whale things. My oh, that's friend right. Matthias sent me one. There was just that news story where the, that girl that killed herself, they think that that was a factor because she had painted blue whales. She had paintings of blue whales that she made. Okay. And they also found a sketch of that. I can't remember her name off the top of my head now, but the girl that took the selfie. In front of the train? In front of the train and then killed herself. She had a sketch of her. Okay. So they think that that was directly involved with the Blue Whale game. Hmm. And didn't BDZ send us yes. something? Yep. Don't remember off the top of my head what it was. <sighs> I want to say there's that... there's a lot of just warnings. Yeah, it's still ha it's still out there. It's still in the news. It's just not... I haven't seen anything locally, no. uh, you know, in our, our news talking about it. But, no. I, you know, I wonder if what's happening is people are hearing about it. That's now what, it turns uh, into like a Luke, copycat thing. My friend thing. Luke Mathias that sent me that. Giving you a shout out, Luke. Uh, he's probably not going to listen to this podcast because I told oh. him not to because he is going camping. I oh, think, yeah. Don't listen to this. Soon. So this might not be... A, maybe wait till after you're done camping to listen to this one. But I'm giving him a shout out. I met up with him and some other friends this past Monday, and Luke showed up early, so we talked about a lot of this stuff, and he's actually really into a lot of this stuff that I never really realized he really enjoys. Oh, cool. This. And he's listening to the, the the podcast? Yes. Sweet. Hi, Luke. He wanted. He sent me a message on Facebook saying he wanted us to look into groups like the Illuminati. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We got to have Joe on Joe for that, love though. that one. I'm not. And it's I'm funny not... because he, he said he wanted us to do a show about NORAD. Okay, I and know I you like, mentioned that. I was like, "Why?" So I, but he meant he meant harp. Oh, why? He meant harp because harp oh. is harp has a lot of kind of weird things okay. attached to it. So he'd like us to do a show about that. So at some point in the future, yeah, let's we do will. it. But I don't know a whole lot about those, but I'm willing to learn. As far as other housekeeping, I can't think of anything. Just the blue whales keep, keep sending us these articles. Uh, Luke and I just said that too, that even if it wasn't a thing, now that more people are finding out about it, it's going to become a thing. Right, exactly. So just keep those stories coming. Other housekeeping. We've had weird stuff happen here. Yeah. <laughs> we'll the... keep you posted on that, but we're recording in an old school. Um, and it seems like every other time that we're here, we hear strange noises 
coming from the hallway and we're the only people in the whole building yeah last time we mentioned that at the end of the podcast that we were having strange things happen and when we shut down we went out and the the hallway outside the studio door is on a motion detector that it'll flip the lights on if there's motion out there and it was on and it should not have been on no it, it goes off within like a yeah, minute or two tops like a minute, so yeah that, and the fact that it was on is kind of weird. Yeah, because we, we heard, sat in the parking lot and talked for a few minutes, and yeah, then we drove away. Yeah, and we've heard sounds. and. Well, and today, okay, so today, Kurt was, um, we're recording right now, actually. Yeah, we we have, have recorders we have, going. We have digital recorders out in the hallway. So we're recording while we record. That's and uh, <laughs> Kurt had the headphones on, of course, and I heard a really loud noise come from the hallway, and we had been in here for a good five minutes, and when I went and peeked out the door, the hallway light was on, and that's, as Kurt said, on a motion detector. So it's really strange that a few seconds after I heard this loud noise, and the lights were on. And it's when I had on. the headphones on, so I couldn't hear it. So anything. Kurt couldn't hear it, yeah. So we'll, I'll be interested to see if uh, the recorder picks anything up. Yeah, but either way, there's weird stuff happening here. Definitely. I think so. I've gotten a vibe. Yeah. But like you said, it's not every time. Mm-mm, no. We'll, we'll come and it'll be completely silent. I still feel like it's when you and I are here together. It could things. be. Because when Jeff and Joe and I are here, uh, for anyone listening for the first time, those are my partners in old school media. This is this uh, podcast you're listening to here is an old school media production along with Paranormal Palaver, Friday Nights with Jeff and Joe, and a few more that are in production. But um, we've never heard anything when the three of us are here. No. Ever. But there have also been a lot of times that. when other people have been here, so there's a lot of noise going on in the background. So maybe it's just never been quiet enough for us to hear noises, if that makes sense. Just very strange. Yeah, it is. If you hear anything during this podcast and think it's an EVP or a ghost talking, my stomach is extra gurgly tonight, and I have <laughs> yeah. no idea why. It was probably the late two double cheeseburgers and cheese curds I had for lunch. That's my vote. Yeah. And the Coors Light I drank while less, I was waiting for you to get Less here. paranormal, more, more digestion. Yes, <laughs> exactly. So if you hear any of that, that's just me. Yep. And is there anything else? I don't think so. I think we are... Ready to dive into this. Has anything interesting happened in your life? I think they like hearing banter between us. Oh, we're going to talk a little. I got a promotion at work. Awesome. (laughs) That's pretty exciting. Nice job. Yeah, that was exciting. Um, Doing a podcast for work. So that's pretty cool. What do you talk about on that podcast? Um, So we it's a podcast made by members. That's what we call our employees um, about members. So we just interviewed... Um, like eight people now. Someone is an ultra marathoner. Someone rides horses. Another one has like a whole hobby farm that they're doing. It's so it's basically, really cool that you do that. yeah, it's really fun. So we're basically giving members a way to get to know each other um, on a different level. And they where can, do you work for people that don't know? Johnsonville. Yes, they make excellent bratwurst. Sure do. So, yeah, so that it's something that it's we're really just making it for members, but it will be available through any podcast app. It's called Off the Clock, and hopefully that will be coming out in August sometime. Very awesome. Yeah, it's pretty cool. What have you been up to, Kurt? I don't, I don't have anything. Eating cheeseburgers and cheese I'm trying cheese to. Curds. I'm on a diet. So te- I was oh, I'm always on a diet, Kurt. It was technically <laughs> my splurge day today, so. Your splurge day. Yeah. Are you supposed to have a splurge meal or a splurge day? I'm working day? down to a splurge meal. Okay. <laughs> it started splurge weeks. Now I feel like splurge days. I so. feel like a splurge day could completely cover <laughs> all the <laughs> calories that you cut out. What you have for breakfast, dinner, lunch, lunch dinner, snack. snacks. So oh, this yeah. room is nothing but snacks. That's all I gotta say. Yeah, 
doesn't help when there's Oreo cookies right in the closet I when know. I get here. God, I love Oreos. So I had Oreo cookies and Coors Light, so that might explain the... Uh, and beef jerky. And beef jerky, so that could explain... It's a great combination. <laughs> rumbly tummy, too. <laughs> could be. Could but be. no, otherwise, I haven't been doing anything. I've been listening to these missing 411 interviews nonstop. Well, okay, I'm obsessed with missing persons cases to begin with. Yeah. I listen to so many podcasts just about missing persons to have a topic that has you know sort of mystery more mysterious or even paranormal type um theories to it is really interesting to when, me when we came up you know when you asked me if i wanted to do a podcast and stuff this was one of the first things i thought of because i've always been interested in this but i'm also kind of lazy and <laughs> I feel someone like, else do all the work <laughs> I feel like, well i could research that or i could play a video game (laughs) right so doing the podcast kind of forces me to go and research this so it's actually kind of really cool that i've spent so much time lately listening to this stuff or do you just want to jump into the missing for let's do it i'm ready well the thing with uh david politis is that he has a clamp on all this stuff like these books are available on his website which is www.canammissing.com Dot com. Can you get them through Amazon too? You can, but they're okay. like oh, three times outrageously as, yes, expensive. Because he won't sell them on Amazon, so people buy them and then they resell them on Amazon. Oh, sure. And he's trying to stop people from doing that. He won't do ebook versions of it because he says those can be put online. I don't know if it's that he wants the money so badly from it, or if he just wants to control. The information oh, could be maybe it's both coming out of it. There's uh, I mean, I can understand that he's put a lot of work into this and yes, to have, you yeah. know, you think about musicians well, yeah, and you, all you the money they're losing. All of a sudden it's everybody's just making copies of it or whatever. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, I understand that. But like if you there's not a lot about it, there's a lot about it on the Internet, but it's mostly just like about what it's about. Right. There's, Regurgitating. There's, yeah, just there's like, Reddit groups that talk about some of the individual cases. Yeah, I was on but there for today. the most part, if you want to know about it, this stuff, you need to buy the books. Or watch the movie, apparently. In the podcasts, he always says, you're not going to have a clear idea of what's going on listening to the podcast. You need to right. buy the books. And I think at some point, I am going to buy the first book. There's six of them. Uh, the I think it's the last one he wrote you and I are probably going to talk about at a future date okay? because that's about a topic that you have said that you wanted to cover on this podcast. Well, it's not, a, I'm like, what? It's, it's, <laughs> oh, I feel like really intrigued. Uh, what did I say? It's about the mostly Midwestern, but around the country, the college students oh, that yeah, disappear yeah, yeah. and end up Mississippi drowning. River. Yeah. That's a big one. Yeah. There's a lot of that in Wisconsin. So he you covers know, that in a more recent he, he book? He writes a new oh, book nice. called A Sobering Conclusion. Oh, yes. Which okay. Which is about, and it's, it's happened a lot in Wisconsin where yeah, these college has. students in end up drowning area. In, a, in a river. Mm-hmm. You know, and for a while there was a theory that there were a group of serial killers because there were smiley faces found at a lot of the locations, but that's pretty much been debunked. Mm-hmm. So that's a, probably a book we'll talk about when we talk about that topic. Yeah, definitely. That's a whole topic yeah, all by itself. It is. And I think he, I don't know if it's a separate book or if it's part of one of the other books, but he also gets into, he originally started with national parks. Yeah. And then it kind of expanded to state parks and then it kind of ex- expanded to woods. Just woods and, in general. And he also, I think, I don't know if it's an individual book or something else, but he's also been discussing 
people that go missing, but they leave like weird telephone messages or oh yeah calls like or just weird voice things before they disappear. Okay. So that's probably something we could even do a topic on a show yeah. on at some point in the future. But his first books discuss mainly national parks and state parks. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I'm probably just going to call him David P. Because I hate having to think each time. <laughs> David P. David P. In the 70s, he worked for the police department. He has 16 and a half years of police work, including intelligence, SWAT team work, and detective work. Okay. So he's kind of done. That's pretty good. He's kind of done it all. Uh, I've heard bits and pieces saying that he was let go for doing not so kosher things. Oh, outside the book kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, I don't know if that's true or not. Hmm. But after after the police work, he kind of got into Bigfoot research. Oh, yeah, nice. Was, yeah. It's right up my alley. Uh, it's your <laughs> fiction. But, uh, <laughs> he, he got into doing the Bigfoot stuff. Okay. And it, he never explicitly says it, but I'm assuming that what he's talking about here is research for a Bigfoot book. But how this missing 411 stuff all started was, I couldn't really tie down a date for this either. I'm thinking 2011, 2012. Okay. Which is really recent. Yeah. He was at Yosemite National Park and he was talking to people there trying to get information for what he said was a book on a peripheral uh, side topic. Okay. So I'm assuming it was Bigfoot. Sure. So he was there talking to park rangers, talking to people that work at the concession stands mm-hmm. and all that stuff. And one of those nights, he went back to his hotel room, and he got settled in. And a little while later, there was a knock at the door, and he opened it up. And there were two of the park rangers that he had talked to that day. They, they were off duty. You know, they're plain clothes. Yeah. They asked if they could come in and talk to him. So he let him in. And he talked to the two of them, and they both said they wanted to talk to him because they knew what kind of research he's done. And they had both worked at various parks around the country, and they got to talking, and they said that at all the parks they worked at, there were a lot of unusual missing people cases where there were weird things about it. Yeah. And the park would put in a good effort to look for them, and after like seven days or whatever, it would just be pretty much completely dropped. Hmm. Really? And the only people that would remain looking for them were their family members or volunteers or friends. Hmm. So they wanted him to look into that. Okay. So he decided. To so go it down. didn't even start out as something that had like weird, mysterious circumstances. No, it was just that those those two they thought they were being they mishandled. Were concerned that there was there were these mysterious deaths, mysterious disappearances going on. Like the next day, he called the park. I don't know what you would call it. Like not the park headquarters. Sure, I know what you mean. Yeah. For Yosemite, asking if he could get a copy of the missing persons report that people had disappeared in the park and the person he talked to said we don't have one yeah and he was like, it sounds what? like he ran yeah. into that a lot yeah, with all did. different things so he was just stumped and they said no we don't have that that's crazy it, of course crazy they do so many parks have they keep logs of everything uh, yeah, they said, you know it's I, a it's government a podcast, he said if you fart on a trail in a park there's probably <laughs> a record of it somewhere well it's a government entity yes. they log everything so they said no we don't keep records of that and he asked i call bullshit he asked <laughs> could i could you guys compile a list for me and they said sure we'll get back to you so then a week or so went by, and they got back to him, and they said, we can compile a list, but it'll cost you $34,000. That's right. Yes, it was insane. And he couldn't believe that. 
Well, yeah, because it's insane. And then they said if you want it for all of the national parks, it would be $1.4 million. And what was the reason? Because of all the, the hours that would go into into doing it. That's crazy. So then he asked him, he said, you seriously don't, how do you keep a record of this? And the person he was talking to said, we rely on the memories of our employees. Oh, that's Which great. is the stupidest thing because you have people leaving, going to different jobs, going to yeah. different parks. And you're going to ask somebody about a disappearance that happened 10 years ago, you know, what they remember about it. So that whole thing was just kind of fishy. Lies. Yeah. All lies. Totally all lies. So he didn't pay the money. Of course not. Because uh, it's insane. He went and started just researching the stuff on his own. Okay. So then he started piecing things together. So question. Yes. If someone goes missing in a state forest, do the police not get involved? Or is it the rangers? I believe it's pretty much the park rangers. So they wouldn't bring in an outside agent, police agency to... I don't know. I suppose if they did, that agency would have something on record. But yeah. if they didn't... One of these cases I'm going to talk about have, have a weird thing with that. Okay. So that'll be in there. But I don't really know if the police... I'm assuming the police are involved because you need more people. I mean, the park service has... Right. You know, they do have their own, like, investigators and all that yeah. stuff. But I'm assuming the police are involved. And so that would make me think the police would have record if the park ranger or the park, you know, service office doesn't have records. The police must have records. You would think, but they probably don't have like a a formatted list. Yeah, probably not. You know, like the park should have. Right. Yeah. So that whole thing is just weird that they didn't have that. Yeah. That's totally illogical. That doesn't make any sense. Yeah. And everywhere he went, he was, they put up a wall that he couldn't do anything. There was a... A 14-year-old girl named Stacy Aris that okay. disappeared from Yosemite in 1981 on July 18th. Uh, totally vanished. She was with a family member. They had rented a cabin. There was like a nice cabin there. And, and there was a lake a little ways down. And she told her grandfather, I believe, that she was going to go down and take pictures of the lake. Okay. So then time passed. She never came back. And she was just gone. They found her camera lens cap on the edge of the forest right by the lake and that is all they found they never found the camera they never found her and when he was doing his research uh how long was it how long was she gone before they realized she was missing just like a matter of hours okay a matter of hours and they had a lot of people there searching for her Mm -hmm. within hours of her disappearing and all they found was her lens cap okay so david he put in a freedom of information act request Mm-hmm. to get the, the facts about this. Right. So he did that, and then he got a call from, I can't remember if it was a park lawyer or a park investigator. Okay. Called him and asked him, what do you want this for? And he said, part of the Freedom of Information Act is that you can't ask me what I want it, it for. Matter. And that does, it That shouldn't matter to whether or not he gets it. Mm-hmm. And the guy said, well, what do you want it for? So he told him what he wanted it for, and the guy kind of laughed, and he said, you're never going to see that file. That's bizarre. You'd think they'd want to share it with as many people that's as the they thing, could. That's the the missing people, that's what he can't understand, is that the people that are missing, you would want that information out there. You would yes. want people looking for them. And everywhere he went, he came up roadblocks that they do not want this stuff known. Hmm. Yeah, he specifically laughed and said, you are never getting this file. It makes me, okay. And he so asked, he here's said, the thing. He said, is, is this a, 
crime investigation? And the guy said, no. It's not an open investigation. Yeah. He said, has anybody looked at this file in the last 10 years? And the guy said, no. And then the guy said, you are not getting this file. So what what I find, of course, I have to play devil's advocate a little bit, but has anyone validated any of this? Like if one, somebody tried to get this information, would we get the same answer? You I know, don't know. We're kind of just taking know. his the word for is, it. I haven't read his books, but people that read his books said they are thoroughly researched. Yeah. That he has photocopies of reports. He has photocopies of autopsies. Okay. So he said, people say that they're meticulously researched. researched. Okay. But as far as this stuff, I don't know. I mean, we kind of just have to take his word for it because yeah. we have no way to yeah. validate any of that. So everywhere he went, just couldn't Roadblocks. get anything. So okay. he just started doing his own research. And he started noticing that there were a lot of trends in these strange disappearances. The circumstances, yeah. And How things were found. Weird. Some of them are, you have no idea. So are we going to talk about that? Yeah, okay. I, I have a couple separate cases here. Um, yeah, we're going to talk about this, and then I'm going to talk about the common factors. Yeah, that's in what a I want to get into because it's really interesting to me. It is. They're but, really specific things that yeah, don't make any sense. No, no, and it happens in a lot of these cases. Yeah, but like this first one we're going to talk about is one of the bigger, more well-known cases, and it has weird things, just like like almost all of his cases do. He said that if a case looks like it can be attributed to an animal attack, a suicide, somebody wanting to uh, fake their own death and, yeah. and start their life over, he immediately throws it out. Oh, great. Well, so, that's good to know. Yeah, he does. He does. Yeah, these are truly the only cases that are left are the ones that have no yeah. logical explanation. And literally, if our listeners ever want us to do an episode where we just discuss stories... A specific case, you specific mean? Specific case yeah. stories, uh, these weird, mysteri- this mysterious disappearances. Let me know because we there's more than enough. Material. There is a four-hour video on YouTube talking about some of the weirdest disappearances slash deaths. Okay. So if you guys are really interested in this and would like us to do a whole episode where we discuss cases, we could Let's totally do, do that. Yeah. Uh, one, one of the most well-known cases is that of Dennis Martin. He was a six-year-old boy. And that's what's interesting is a lot of them are little kids. Yeah. Yep. That's we'll really get into sad, that actually. The, uh, the factors. Okay. Which are, that's a weird thing, too. But he was six years old. He had, he had mental difficulties. Okay. He was in, like, a special needs class. I don't know what you would call that. Developmentally call delayed. Yeah, like, not slow. So he had developmental issues. Okay. Um. He was out June 14th, 1969 on Father's Day weekend with his family. They were in the Great Smoky Mountains, like high away from a lo- from way out in the middle Civilization. of nowhere. Civilization, yes. Yeah. Way out in the middle of nowhere in the Smoky Mountains. Uh, the family did this every year. This was like a tradition for them. They were off the Appalachian Trail in a location known as Spence Field. It was just a field with a lot of bushes. I've seen pictures of it on on the internet and it's like in the middle of nowhere so they were out there just hanging out and then another family just happened to be there which was weird on its own they came walking up they asked if their kids could play with the martin's kids and they said sure so then they shook hands introduced themselves and it turns out both families last name was martin which is weird. That's odd. It's very odd you run into a family in the middle of nowhere on the appalachian trail and they have the same last name as you Okay. So the kids were all playing. They decided to play hide and seek. Oh, boy. 
Um, <laughs> don't do that. <laughs> That's yeah. not a good thing to do. Rule number one. <laughs> Hide so, and never find. Uh, Dennis's father, uh, Bill Martin, he was sitting on a rock, and he watched the boys run off, and he saw Dennis run behind a bush. It, it was a little ways away. I want to say, like, maybe half a football field length. Okay, but that's not that far. Enough, no, that's not that, that far. He, uh, Dennis had a bright red jacket on, so okay. he was really easily seen. Yeah. So he saw him run behind this bush, and he was watching the kids play hide-and-seek, and the other kids were found and stuff and came out, and Dennis never came out. So he started to think something was up, and he walked over to the bush, and the boy was gone. Just gone. The bush wasn't that far from the actual Appalachian Trail. Okay. So his father was in pretty good shape. So he he ended up running two miles either way down the trail looking for him. And the boy was just gone. Wow. He didn't see any movement in the bushes. It was just like he went behind the bush and just and he was vanished. Just gone. He was just gone. Okay. So around the same time, there was another family there whose last name was Key. They were the Key family. They had come there, and they had they had asked at the office where they would be able to see wildlife like bears and stuff like that. So they told them, they sent them down this trail that wasn't that far from Spence Field. Okay, I'd be like, where is this area? And then I'd walk in the <laughs> opposite direction. Yeah, but Can you point the direction to where the bears yeah, are? Let's go I there. I, I kind of don't get that either. <laughs> okay, but, anyway. You know, they wanted to see some bears and wildlife. So the office sent them to this area that was on, like near a mountain this area it was like a mountainous area near kind of near spence field but not super close to okay it. so this the key family walked walked there and all of a sudden they heard this like what they described as a sickening scream okay they looked up on this ridge at this mountain and the son pointed up and he said look there's a bear so the the parents are looking up there and the dad says, I think that's a man because it was just like a, a hairy covered man. <gasps> and what? he was like jumping, like moving from tree to tree and like crouching down in the bushes so that they wouldn't I've see I've never him. heard this before. Yes. So it's Bigfoot. So that's one of the theories. <laughs> okay. But they pointed to him and they said, it, I don't think that's a bear. That looks like a man. And then there's something else that'll come into play in okay. a little bit. So they had no idea what they saw. They ended up leaving the park. They got home and they saw the news reports about the boy missing. Yeah. And they went back and they notified. That they heard the scream, yes. right? Okay. Well, the first thing they did was they called the FBI. Okay. And they, they told the FBI, come and meet us. We will show you the ridge where we saw this. And the FBI said, no, do not go back to the park. We will meet you at a restaurant. You can explain to us what happened there. The FBI would not let them go back to the park. They were adamant about that. I wonder why. I don't know. And that's, which is really weird. Like a safety issue or? Don't know. That's one of the questions. Okay. Interesting. So, you know, they talked to the FBI. Dennis's dad had a deal with the park people that the park people would tell him anything that would help lead to his son being found. Mm -hmm. And he found out from a reporter about what the Key family saw. The park never told him. Jeez. So he was furious. Because that was, seems really, yes. really pertinent yep. to the yeah. investigation. So he was really upset. David Politis, when he was doing the research for this book, he actually went to Dennis's father to talk to him. And his father said he didn't give interviews anymore. And he kind of persuaded him to come out and talk to him. So he came out and talked to him on the front porch for like 15, 20 minutes mm -hmm. about this. And uh, David asked him, was there anything 
important that was not released in any of the news stories about this? And Dennis's father said yes. It was never released that the Key family, when they saw that creature, they said that, that the creature appeared to have something slung over its shoulder, that he was carrying it with him. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Wow. So, so okay, so how many so people are was, in this family? The Key family? What was it, a mom and a dad and, and kids? And a boy. And a little and boy. And a boy. Yeah. Okay. They said he appeared to be carrying something slung it over his shoulder the... when he was, like, moving from tree to tree trying to avoid the family. It gave me the heebie-jeebies. So then Dennis's dad was just pissed that, you know, that this was never released because that was kind of a big... Because they could have searched that area. Yeah. I mean, a and really... And the FBI didn't want to go back to that area to search it. Because they're afraid of Bigfoot. So that's weird. <laughs> And then also what's weird is that the day after the disappearance, when people were out there looking, a division of Green Berets showed up. Nobody had called them. They were heavily armed. I think I've heard about this happening. They were heavily armed, and they would not communicate with the park people. They said, you guys do your thing. We'll do our thing. They set up their own separate communications there was no communication between the, the different people. I think I've heard that this has happened more than once. I've only, uh, Polita said it only happened a couple times okay. where, that, where these people come in. Okay. But they just thought it was weird that they showed up heavily armed. After probably word got out about yeah. the sighting from and the then, Key family. And then after a couple days, they packed up and left, and that was it. Hmm. Nobody contacted them. Nobody knows why they were there. But on one of the message boards that uh, David was on, somebody, and you got to take this with a grain of salt, but somebody that claimed to be in the Green Berets at one time uh, wrote back about this. And another thing that was weird about the case that I forgot to mention was that they brought out the dogs. Yeah. The search dogs. Of course, as they should. And the dogs. Okay. And, you know, the dogs smelled some of his clothes, and they said the dogs just laid down they would not go look. nope they would not go look they would walk around in circles they hmm. would not go look okay if they made them go out in the field and look they would just kind of roam around and not do anything wow yeah usually okay dogs like that they live to do that sort of that's, thing yep that's what's in here that's what this green beret that wrote back on the the forum, the forum said his quote, exact quote was i've done some research on this case both while on active duty and after my retirement the inside facts of this case depict a frightening investigation. Bottom line is that searching started within a few minutes of the boy's disappearance and lasted three months with every resource imaginable being deployed. Our special forces are never called to assist in civilian operations. That falls to the local National Guard and has to be approved by the state governor. The fact that they were armed as well is another big no-no. During my command and every other mission I was aware of, we were not allowed by federal protocol to do either. Something is very wrong with this scenario. So he's saying that, something was that for th- there was actually a three-month investigation involving all kinds of yeah. different yeah. forces that yep. nobody was even aware of. Yep. He said the Green Berets that were tasked in this search were there for a very specific reason. They were armed for a specific reason. I can't and won't say why because of my oath documents won't allow it. What that means... Well, okay. I don't know. I can read into that yeah. based and then he on the key. Says, that same year in the southern jungles of Cambodia, we lost a man on team maneuvers one night. This was in some of the worst possible weather and impossible terrain known in this world. His tracks were instantly washed away and nighttime operations were difficult as a rule. 
After a week's time, our dogs finally tracked him down. The dogs live for these missions, and they love it. In the Martin case, the dogs just laying down whining and refusing to search is just wrong. Several sets of dogs of several different breeds. That fact alone promotes the high strangeness factor of this situation. Yeah. So even this guy says there was something not right about that. Yeah. So does that mean there was just no trace of that boy? I don't know. I know that you have to do it within a day or two because by then all any any scent trace is gone. Yeah. And they can't pick it yeah. up. And they said cadaver dogs that are should be able to smell a corpse for miles or whatever don't pick anything up. Hmm. So he was just gone and that's pretty much where that ends that he was never found. Yeah. So th- oh, yeah, so that's interesting because there are cases where they are found. Yeah. There and are the circumstances surrounding that are always really strange. Yeah. Uh, here's one where. First of all, I just want to say, I can't imagine the desperation that those parents must go through. Especially when you're not, you don't feel like you're getting help that you're supposed to be getting. I would never leave the woods. No. I wouldn't, I would just be looking all the time. Okay. No. People, if you're going to take your small children into the vast forest, maybe you should be putting GPS trackers on all of them. Yeah. Yep. I mean, that there's, this there's, problem wouldn't happen. Uh, there, people have disappeared that are experienced mm-hmm. uh, skiers, experienced hunters that have cell phones with them. They have GPSs with them, and they really? they end up dead. Wow! And they, they they shouldn't. Right. You know that's the mysterious thing. But here here's a situation where uh, a boy disappeared and actually turned up alive. Oh, but okay. It's still, it's yeah, still, you don't really hear about these it's very still often. Very weird. Uh, yeah, it happened in South Carolina in 2011. So was this first one like West Virginia, that area? I know the Smoky. No, that's the Blue Ridge Mountains. Yeah, I'm, that I'm not I'm thinking sure of. where the the Appalachian Trail spans yeah. like hundreds of. The Appalachian Trail is in these stories a lot. There's a lot of weirdness. On well, the that Appalachian well, Trail. and it does span many yes. states. So yep. I mean, I guess I can see that. Yeah. Um, is it the Blue Ridge Mountains in West Virginia? Yes, I think so. it is the Blue Ridge Mountains. But I know the Appalachian Trail, that's one of the trailheads there. That so shows I was up curious. in these stories okay. time after time is that trail. But like you said, it's a long trail. It is, yeah. Okay, so now we're in South Carolina. South Carolina, 2011. Uh, the boy was 21 months old. Oh. So very young. Yeah. He was playing in the house with his dog. Uh, his mom was in the house. She went to another room for what she said was maybe two minutes Came back out, boy was gone. So is this like in the woods? Like I they, see they, we're they in a house right now. Woods. Okay. Yes, they live right by a woods. They came out and the boy was gone. Uh, there was a large open field surrounding the residence and then there was a thick woods behind it. Okay. So she started to panic and after a little while... It was there a really dog? Say, you said there was yes, a dog It too? didn't really say how long after, okay. but a little while after the dog came out of the woods, came back to the house. The boy wasn't with the dog, but the dog came back. Uh, they said that the dog just kind of laid down and was acting really weird. Yeah. Lay down on the on the deck and was just acting really weird. Boy wasn't with him. So the mother called the sheriff and tons of people started to come to search. They had a big search party. And then immediately after the search party showed up, it started to rain really bad. And that's something that's going to show up in the, the trends that he picked okay. up. But it started to rain really bad. Searchers walked around the property. They walked around the forest. Couldn't find anything. The next morning, a sheriff's deputy and a natural resource officer were out in the river two miles from the house in a kayak. Looking out and looking on the river. Didn't find anything. 
a search helicopter was flying over the river with, uh, you know, professional spotters looking. Mm-hmm. You know, they were flying over. They didn't see anything. The two law enforcement officers were paddling upstream from the area of the residence. They turned a corner in the river and on the middle of a river on this sandbar, they found the boy laying there on his back in the sand. <laughs> they called the helicopter. The helicopter said a minute before that they flew over. And they specifically looked at the sandbar and there was nobody there. What? So. Was he conscious? He was not conscious, but he was alive. Okay. How did he get there then? You know, I could see if he was awake. Um. Yeah, they called the helicopter. The helicopter steadfastly said he was not on the sandbar minutes before because they flew over it and they specifically looked. And now he's lying there unconscious. Yes. Uh, the, the question is, how did... How did he get there? How did he get there? Uh, <laughs> I mean, okay, a, the first the logical night. is that someone put him there, heard yeah. the helicopter, the carried him out there. It was like crazy. It was 40 degrees. Oh, just give me the chills. So... No idea. Okay. They didn't say if the uh, the 21 months old, you're not going to really say anything. But Two, the boy, yeah, they're probably just the getting around to talking. was unconscious, but he, was, he lived yeah. and was okay. And they have no idea what happened. That's I don't really understand strange. how he could have. I don't know if he could have swam or if it was shallow enough, but if they were out there in a kayak, I don't think he could have walked across the river and collapsed right. on the sandbar. Not just under two years old. I mean, how, how well are you even walking yeah. at that time? I don't have kids, so I couldn't no. answer that question. So that's just, that's a typical kind of case that shows up in these. Yeah. In these and how far away was this from their house? Um, It was two miles. Two miles. Two miles away. And when? How long after? It he... was the morning after. The morning so after he was out there for like 24 hours, maybe. Close to 24 hours. Which Thank is you. possible, but that's also going to come up in the right. That's going to come up in the uh, trends. I, I could see how that would be possible for maybe a five-year-old yeah. who is, you know, a yep. good walker who they run everywhere, but yeah. a less than two-year-old yeah. to get two miles I through put, wood wooded terrain. I put God, that story in because that is a very typical of what these stories are like. Right, that kids end up. Well, it seems like they find the kids either their bodies or them alive in places that would be impossible a distance that would be impossible for them to yeah. travel in the yeah. time that's one of the allotted that is one of the trends that always shows up in these things okay uh the third one i have is just weird this was one this is always cited as the weirdest case okay the person that this happened to didn't want their name out okay. or his father didn't want the name out so he refers to him as john doe john doe okay so this happened in 2010 Three-year-old, three-year-old boy, John Doe, was camping with his family near Mount Shasta, California, which is supposed to have weird things. There's a lot of weird things that are supposed to happen there, UFO sightings, okay, all that kind of stuff. Uh, he was camping with his family on the banks of a large creek. About 6 o'clock at night, he disappeared, just all of a sudden gone. Could not find him anywhere. The parents searched around for a few hours, could not find him and finally contacted the local sheriff and the forest service. Okay. This is on the water? This is near the water. Near this the water. is near okay. a creek. So searchers showed up. They went around looking for him. Five hours after he was missing, they found him just laying under a thicket next to the trail that everybody had been using, just laying there. <laughs> okay. Just taking a nap. Yep, just laying there. <laughs> so about three weeks after the incident, 
his grandmother was kind of talking to him a little bit about it. Then all of a sudden, he did, he said he didn't like his other grandma, Cappy. And Cappy was the boy's name for his grandma. That The one Cappy. that he was talking to was Cappy. But he called her Grandma Cappy. Okay. So he told her, he said, I don't, li- I don't like the other Grandma Cappy. She asked him what he meant. And his exact words were, don't you remember when I was lost in the woods? The other Grandma Cappy grabbed me and took me to a creepy place. Oh, that just gave me the chills. He said, we were in a cave with spiders and there were piles of purses and guns. Oh, my God. This is a six-year-old? Yeah. No, he is three years old. Three years old. Okay. He said, I was scared. I didn't touch anything. But when Grandma Cappy climbed a ladder, I saw sparks coming out of her head, so I knew she was a robot. Oh, my God. Yeah. And he said there were other robots robots in the cave, too, but none of them moved. He said, Grandma Cappy made me lay down and look at my tummy, and then she tried to make me poop on a piece of sticky paper, but I couldn't go, and she got mad. She then told me I am from outer space, and they put me in my mom's tummy. She took me back to the river and told me to lay under a bush until someone found me. And that was... That is the weirdest thing (laughs) I I have ever heard. I know. Okay. Kids have crazy imaginations. They do. But that is a really what, weird what really, story to really come up weird with. About the story is that if you want to do like a medical check on somebody, checking their poop is number one. Number number two. <laughs> but checking their <laughs> checking their poop is. But um, bum. Checking their poop's a good way to do it. So, it's just weird. Sparks coming out of the top of her head. There's so many weird details yeah. in there. It's really yeah. detailed. Yes, it is. I mean, kids make up wild stories all the time. But why? I'd be curious to know if he, this kid has made up, you know, is yeah. that just a normal thing? I don't know. The, the thing with the poop on the sticky paper is weird to me because it's if you wanted so to check specific. somebody out to see how they were doing, you would do that. Well, and just, to, for him to come up with the idea that this old lady told him that he came from outer space. Yeah. And then there was also, I didn't include this on here, but there was also reports that her parent, that the boy's parents had been camping a year previous to this and they woke up with what they thought were strange bug bites on the back of their neck and they both had the strange bug bites on the back of their neck interesting so you know that could have been a ufo kind of thing could have been i don't know yeah so that's just weird that's like that's one of the weirder stories yeah i mean wow i've never i've never read that one yeah but there's a lot of just weird things like there was a there's a lot of reports where these kids say that they were hiding from the people in the woods. And they don't mean the searchers because this is at a time when nobody is out searching for them, that they were trying to keep away from the searchers in the woods. Yeah. There was one little boy that said he spent the night trying to get away from the helicopter lights and the motorcycle lights when there were no helicopters out at night looking for him. Uh, There was a boy that had disappeared for three days, and he said it was weird that the sun never went down, that the sun was constantly out for those three days. That's, that's there, there weird. There was an older lady, I want to say in her 50s, that disappeared. And she said when they found her, she said that on one of the nights she disappeared, she was devastated because she could see people in the bushes, but none of them would respond to her. Oh, I remember she hearing the that. people looking at her. Yes. Like she them, was in another dimension yeah, or something. would talk to her so there's just a lot of weird stuff i was just reading something 
that is really do funny. Huh. Uh, several a times. Fascinating moment of silence. For I know. Our <laughs> this is great radio. <laughs> there have been just several times when you're talking where I feel like out of this ear, I'm I like hearing something in the hallway. I'm boring you. No, no, no. I'm like trying to focus on what you're saying, but I keep kind of like <laughs> in between words. I'm like, am I hearing something out there? I think I'm just being paranoid because it was yeah. raining before and you could kind of hear that. So. The rain hitting the roof. But that's, that's three typical kind of stories yeah. that you're going to find when you when you look up this stuff. So here are the common factors. Yeah, let's get into that. There's a lot of common factors. Victims often disappear wearing brightly colored clothing. Which is odd to begin with. It is, but I also don't know if it is. Because if you're out camping or you have kids, you're going to want them to be spotted. So you're going to make them wear something brightly colored. Well, what's odd to me about that, though, is that you could lose sight of someone so quickly who's wearing something so bright. Yeah. And the thing is, a lot of these disappearances happen in an instant. Yeah. You're talking to somebody... You know, you look away for 30 seconds, you look back, and they're gone. Hmm. Just completely gone. So victims often disappear wearing brightly colored clothing. Okay. Uh, search dogs often won't pick, won't up, a pick scent. up a scent, don't want to pick up a scent, won't go after anything. Okay. Uh, victims often disappear when they're alone or are the last person in line, and that happens oh, a lot. Oh, yes. There was a story about this group of friends that would go, uh, there was like a, a little lake in a canyon. And in order to get to the canyon, you had to walk this trail that had two canyon walls on either side of you. So they went to this lake. They always did this when they went hunting. They went to the lake, swam around. It was a tiny little lake. You know, they got up and left, walked the trail out. When they got to the end of the trail, the person, their friend that was the last in line wasn't there. Hmm. So they kind of waited, never showed up. They walked back to the lake, and he was just gone. And there was no, there were canyon walls on the sides of the trail. And he was just gone. And it happens a lot where the person that is last in line disappears. I think that's, uh, I had listened to the Vanished podcast and episode. She did an interview with the dad of a little boy who went missing. I can't remember his last name, but his first name was Jared, the yeah, little boy. Yeah, that's Jared. Uh, it starts with a P maybe? No, it starts with an A. Oh. Jared Adadero. Yes, that's it. And the, the dad had stayed back. They owned like a resort that was at the foot of a mountain. And the the family friends had taken this little boy, who I think was maybe three or four, yeah, something three, like that, three years old. taken him for a hike in the woods. And I think that they just kind of lost track of him. I'm like, how does that happen? I'm sorry, but if I had someone's, you know, not blaming these people, but if I had someone's child in my care, they would be in front of me at all times. That I would not have them walking no. behind me. And it sounds yep. like that's what had happened, that he had lagged behind them. And I thought, who lets a three-year-old yeah, and that's the, lag that's, behind them? That's the same case where he disappeared. And a little while later, there were two fishermen down on another trail mm-hmm. that were fishing. And they said he came up to them, just came walking up to them on a the trail and asked them if there were any bears around. And they right. said no. Such an odd question yeah, to ask. They said no, and they let him walk off. And everybody is like, why... Would you leave an unsupervised three-year-old, three-year-old child in the middle of nowhere? Just let him walk off. Right. And they were the last two to see him alive. He, uh, his body was later found. Well, not really, though. No, his body. No. His, Just yes, p- yeah. part of a skull. Part of his skull and a, and tooth. a tooth were found up on this ridge that was 500 impossible feet. Impossible to get to. Like it was almost impossible a cliff. to get to. Plus, he didn't know how to tie his shoes, so his shoes were never tied. And David Politis 
said for him to get up there, he had to climb on his hands and knees over horrible terrain. And he said that there is no way that he should have been able to make it up there with his shoes. And, and his shoes said, were found was, there. Yep, his shoes were found there and his no pants were found marks. there. No scuff marks. His pants were found there inside out. Mm-hmm. And later the police, when they gave it to him, had him right side. Like, you know, the right way you would have yeah. him. Mm-hmm. Which is, he thought was weird because having your pants inside out would almost be like they were torn off of you. Right. Uh, his pants were found. His sweatshirt was found. His shirt was never found. His shoes were there. And what everybody said. But his said, clothes were found years yeah, later, though. Yeah, four years, years later. later. And yeah. everybody said what was weird were that his clothes looked not brand new, but they looked like they should not have spent. The shoes looked summers. almost brand new. Yeah, the yeah. shoes looked almost brand new. Not like they spent four years in the winter, in the summer with the sun beating down. Right. They should have been. Well, and he said, the dad said that the shoes also, if he had been dragged there, like, because the, the, of course, the forest people want to say it was um, a mountain lion, I think. Yeah. There was no blood. None no. of the clothes were, were shredded. Reports, there were reports in the news that his pants were shredded. But they weren't. But I read uh, his his sister posted something and said, no, the pants were not shredded. She said they were picked at and birds were taking pieces of the clothing for their nests. But they, she said the pants were not shredded. But yeah, I've remember seen her... pictures of the shoes and all that. And, and they look, oh, really? They look new. They look like... Well, they said there were no scuff marks. Like, if he had been dragged, there would have been some kind of scuff marks. Or, that's what they said about... That's and there was why nothing. They said that they don't, an animal attack, there would be a ton of blood. Oh, yeah. There would be hair. Because be, they go right for your stomach, I yeah, guess. Yeah. There would be signs of a fight. And there was none there, of that. There was just, a, like, a tooth laying there, which is weird. One tooth. And, okay, so the dad sent the tooth out to be tested for DNA, and it came back with two people's DNA on it. Oh, I didn't know that. And they not only did it have two people's DNA on it, but the people never told him if his son's DNA was one of the, the um, profiles that was found oh. on it. But they I did, did confirm, I thought, that it was one of his teeth. Uh, what else is weird is that when David Pilates... Pilates. Yes. When, <laughs> when, he, when he went... To the to the location because he was he films YouTube segments on these people okay and he goes to the location where they vanished he climbed to the top of that ridge and he said it was almost impossible for a grown man to do yeah that. he got up to the top and while they were shooting he found also laying up there was a old beat up Rubik's cube and that was he said that that was his son's favorite toy really and he didn't have a Rubik's cube with him he did or he didn't. didn't. So he has a picture on this website of this. You can see that it's weathered and oh, it's all beat weird. up. So I I can't get over the shoes that there's no way that right. those shoes and that's sat very common for years. Yeah, isn't that's that one common. of the common yep. things they that find the shoes? Things. Yes. Yep. In really good condition, yep. tied and set up very yep. neatly. So we'll either next back. to the body or okay. Going back to the common factors, uh, victims are often alone or the last person in line. Okay. Uh, People are often found dead or alive at a much higher elevation than the location of their disappearance. Yeah. And they kind of make a big deal about this, especially with kids, because they said you're not going to want to, you're going to want to go the path of least resistance. Yeah. What kid's going to climb uphill? But on the other hand, if I was lost, I would want, and I saw a hill, I would go up there to look around to see if anything is What three-year-old's going to think of that, though? I know. And why did this kid, why would this kid climb this high, this really rough terrain to get 500 feet higher than the trail. I'm guessing he wouldn't have been able to in the first no, place. A lot of these 
a lot of these kids and people that disappear are found at a, like an unusually high area. Okay. Um, there was another report that I read where this young boy again disappeared and this couple were out miles away from where this boy disappeared, like quite a ways away. And they were out walking a trail and there was a, a big hill or I want to say a cliff, you know, kind of in front of them and they're looking and the, the wife points up there and she said, look at that. And he looked up there and you could see a young boy peering, just peering over the cliff at them. Mm-hmm. And they both said it was, it looked to them both like something yanked him back. Oh, like just pulled him back. Oh. And their first thought Gives was me the that the first thought was that the parents were up there. Yeah, get away from him, the edge. Yeah, and they were like, "What parent would let his kid hang over come the up, edge come of up a to cliff. the edge of the cliff and like look down like that?" So they went back, you know, back to their car or whatever. Then heard the news report, and then they saw a picture of the boy, and they said that was the boy they saw on that cliff above mm. them, just looking down at them and get yanked back. That's strange. Yeah. Okay. So a higher elevation. Uh, berries also figure weirdly into a lot of these things where people are picking berries. Okay. They're found under berry bushes. Hmm. I have not heard this uh, one. There's weird, there's like two or three very weird stories. One happened in the 1800s where this girl. It goes back that they, far? They have ones going back to the 1700s. Wow. And they follow these same traits. But okay. there was one in the 1800s where this three-year-old girl was with her dad on the trail and he turned away for a second and then she was gone. Um, they looked for her. They couldn't find her. Uh, him and a bunch of friends went out the next morning, were walking near this creek and they heard what they thought was a girl yelling. So they started going to where the yelling was coming from and they saw what they said was a dark figure jump out of a bush, jump into the creek and they could hear it paddling. So they get up to the bush and the girl is there. You know, they're trying to ask her what happened. They said, why Why didn't you call to us yesterday? And she said, Mr. Wolf wouldn't let me. Mr. Wolf? Mr. Wolf wouldn't let me. And the girl had had a hat on when she disappeared. And the dad said, where is your hat? And she said, Mr. Wolf ate it off my head. And she said, but that's okay because he was friendly because he kept me warm all night and fed me berries from his hand. From his hand? From his hand. But he ate her hat? Yeah. And then there are other stories where kids disappear and they say that they lived through the night because they were taken in by bears and bears cuddled with them and fed them berries all night. Oh, my God. So there's a, there's quite a few stories like that. Wow. Okay. That's interesting. Yeah. What about, okay, are there more common factors? Yes. Okay. Um, children are often found missing items of clothing, completely naked, or their clothes are on backwards. Yes. Uh, children children are almost always missing their shoes. There's and older people too. Yes, I that's one I've read about a lot. Yeah. You know, people try to explain that away as they're delirious. Well, there's there's something called uh paradoxical unclothing or disrobing. Like you're confused where and it's a hypothermia thing where you're so out of it. Out of it. And your nerves are so shot from hypothermia that you actually feel like you're burning up. So mm. you take off your clothes. Okay. But a lot of people that just kind of glance at this stuff say, oh, that's hypothermia. Why just your shoes, though? Taking off your clothes. But a lot of these people, their clothes are found 
pretty near where they got lost and not long after. Mm-hmm. You know, there was one case where they found the person's clothes folded up in a field. Right, like hypothermia wouldn't have no, set in it was, yet. they were folded up in a field laying there. And, That's what I've read too is they're folded. Based on the on the distance and all that, that it happened 45 minutes after the person disappeared. Right, that's not that, enough time no, for hypothermia. sometimes when this happens, it's not... Even cold Even out. cold. Right. I mean, if it's super hot, I could see taking off your clothes. Yeah. But some of these are moderate temperatures and... Even then, who's going to take off their clothes in the middle know. of the woods? I don't know. I don't but, care how hot I was. Shoes are missing a lot. In a lot of these cases, shoes are gone. And that's really like... That's like the opposite of what you think you would do because you're walking through a densely wooded area where your feet are going to get injured yeah. if you're not wearing yeah. shoes. Uh, that I was telling you before about that. I think he was a skier, but he had like really good outdoor skills. Yeah. He had that. He had a GPS with him. He had a cell phone with him, and he was with some friends skiing. And his friends were getting tired, getting tired, and he said, "I'll meet you up at the next stop." So they went to the next stop, and he wasn't there. So they went to the next stop, and he wasn't there. They searched for him, searched for him, found his body at the foot of a cliff. Uh, just a long ways away from where he would have been. Mm-hmm. And in order to get there, he would have had to go over like impossible terrain, which makes no sense whatsoever, and they never found his boots. His boots were gone. And that happens in almost all of these cases. That well, that was, yeah, a really common thing that I read that found cases where people were found both alive and dead. These are all separate cases, not people who were found both alive yeah. and <laughs> yeah. dead. That they were found in a location, either, you know, they were alive and they were found there or judging by the estimated time of death where their body was found, it would have been impossible for yeah. them to get that distance from where they went yep. missing. That's the next. The next one here is... Children and, and missing adults are often way beyond the normal radius for the time period they were missing. Uh, two-year-olds have often been found up to 20 miles away within mere hours That's crazy. of their disappearance over rugged terrain that yeah. would be almost impossible to cross. Right. That happens in a lot of these. I mean, how do you explain that? Don't know. Unless somebody took them and there's some kind of access road and they drove them. Yeah, it makes no sense. Um. People often go missing in areas or are found in areas where there is water, uh, creek beds, rivers. Mm-hmm. There's a lot. A lot of these take place near water. Although, granted, a lot of national forests probably have water creeks running through them, so that might just be a coincidence. In a lot of these cases, during the disappearance or immediately after the disappearance, the weather changes really rapidly and really strangely. Like it'll be a sure. nice day. Then all of a sudden it'll be a pouring a rain or something. Yeah, that happens in a great deal of these cases. You know, back to the water thing too. Uh, that that could just be like a logical instinct yeah, for where people. Yeah, you to follow the stream or follow the river because it'll lead you to yeah. civilization. That's but if like you're, but if survival one hundred one. Yeah, they're that? not going to know that. But that is sort of like survival one hundred one. Yeah. If you're lost, yeah. find a stream or something and follow it. Is that some of these I can kind of understand, but yeah. when you look at the number of these, the and sheer number of, the, of them, yeah, the circumstances. Okay. It doesn't make sense. Uh, people often go missing or are found in locations where there are granite boulders. That's like a big thing. And I don't know why the granite, you know, that just pops up a lot in these things. Okay. Uh, and this is a big one. People are often found in areas that have been searched extensively yes, over already. and over again. Yes. Uh, yeah. They, there was this one where these people were using this trail to go in and out. And they must have went on the trail dozens of times each day 
Then finally they stopped searching. And a couple days after they stopped searching, some people that were just using the trail found the person laying there. Yeah. Yes, that's some very of that common. I could kind of explain away as the person wandering around, circling, lost, and yeah. it just happened to. But that happens in a lot of these cases where the body turns up. Uh, well, and that's just it. It's a body. It's somebody yeah. who is dead. So it, it would be really a really strange coincidence that they would yeah. wander back to an area that's been searched and die there. Uh, David, <laughs> doing these cases, has said that sometimes it seems like they're almost put in a location intentionally to yes. be found. Yeah, that's what you would think. That's nope. almost what that suggests. And a high volume of young children that can't speak yet uh, or disabled people, disabled older people, disabled children disappear. And if they're found alive, they're not able to really say what happened, what to, happened them. to them. A lot of these people this happens to, even people that are well-spoken say that they ha- they don't remember. They don't know. There's just like a blank. Hmm where they're gone. It's maybe a good thing. And then alternately to that, a large number of the adults that disappear are extraordinarily smart. Physicists, doctors, lawyers. Oh, it's all points to aliens. And uh, well, uh, David uh, said <laughs> it, it's almost like something is checking the, spec- the opposite spectrums of the brain. Like oh, something is sure. testing the brain where you're checking the people that have learning disabilities on one side and then you're checking extraordinarily intelligent people. I mean, it would, would of course, aliens would explain so much of it, you know? Yep. And sometimes people, there's there's a a few situations where people are with other people and they say something weird before they disappear. Oh, really? Like there was one case where it was dark and this guy was walking with his group of friends on a trail and they really couldn't see each other well. Then all of a sudden he goes, my God, where did you all go? And (gasps) he was gone. Oh, my God. Yeah, just gone. That's weird. And uh, that that was what... That kind of reminds me of that woman who said she could see people, but they couldn't see her or react to her. It's like he just... That moment when he crossed into maybe a yeah. alternate and, and universe. And that's kind of what he's, where, when he's going to, what David is going to do in that book where he's talking about like the weird phone calls. Like, you yeah. know, thinking sideways. That's interdimensional type stuff. Like the, like the one guy that said, oh shit. And then all of a sudden his phone went out and they, they can't find him. They have no idea where he went. Oh my. I don't know if you listened to that one. I think I did actually. Yeah. 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 That's like a, a big mystery case where he was on the phone with somebody, yeah, he was like right? Talking with his parents. Like, I think it was his Didn't parents. Didn't his car break down his car or broke something? Down and he was trying to tell his parents. There's maybe someone else there that he think they he like hit somebody or someone yeah. hit him. Yep. You there's a nine one one call. You can listen. Isn't there a nine one one call? I didn't hear call? the nine one one call, but I know he was talking with his dad, and all of a sudden he said, "Oh shit!" And the phone. It wasn't like he dropped it. It was like he reacted he to reacted someone. And hung up. Yeah. And they never heard. Uh, but there's a, there's a couple like looking through these. I read a couple other ones like where there's weird phone calls. Okay. But we can get into that one where we do a, a yeah. show about weird phone calls. But there's there's a lot of cases where somebody says something weird or something like that before they disappear. Okay. So those are pretty much the main. Ooh. But these happen in a lot of the cases. Makes you want to go for a long but the hike. The shoe one is like a big one. <laughs> That's just so bizarre. Uh, there was a case where I think it was a two year old boy disappeared. He was later found. He was dead. Okay. His shoes were on, but his socks were in his pocket. And <laughs> his mom said he didn't know how to tie his shoes. So there is no way that he would have been able to untie his shoes, take his shoes off, take, take his, his socks, socks off, off, and tie his shoes again. That's strange. So yeah, there's just researching this is just kind of nuts because there's so much. Yeah. 
So are there, what, do you have a list of explanations? I have a couple possible theories. The, the one that you brought up that most people kind of say is a Bigfoot type creature. Mm-hmm. And David won't say what he thinks it is. He kind of wants to leave yeah, it I've heard open that. to mm-hmm. everybody's interpretation. but Until we have an answer, maybe. Yeah, him being a Bigfoot enthusiast. enthusiast. Yeah. A lot of people say a Bigfoot type creature. Okay. Aliens. But you know how I feel about the big one. Sure. I, I would think that's... Yeah, but that sighting by the Key family, that's interesting. But that gets to the next one. Okay. Mountain men. Okay, there live, you go. Along the Appalachian Trail. Along, yeah. There's... I've, I read... Um, I don't... It was a forum somewhere where people were talking about weird... I suppose if someone had really long hair, a really long beard, yeah. and you saw yeah. them from a distance it and they were wearing like dirty clothes, yeah. it would look like some kind of hairy thing. Yeah. But I was reading they know the terrain on the Appalachian Trail where it was him and his girlfriend camping and they were way off on the trail, like in areas where people don't go. And they said they were out there for like three days and all day they would look behind them and they would see people like kind of peering out of the woods oh, that's following creepy. them. And at night they would hear somebody going through their stuff outside and they had guns and as soon as they went out, they'd be gone. That oh, they think creepy. that these were mountain people. That it could be. Yeah. That's totally plausible. There so, are def. I mean, they have TV shows about these people now. So that's mountain men, whatever theories. But what are they doing? I mean, but that doesn't explain. I, I mean, if they're raping the kids, that could explain why, why the why clothes do some are of coming the kids off. Show up again, fine, and nothing. It doesn't explain them being carried a distance that would be impossible to travel in that yeah. amount of time. You know. Yeah. But the sighting that the Key family had on that ridge, I could see being a mountain man. Mm-hmm. So that's one of the possible explanations. Another one that people bring up is serial killers. Mm. And I think that could account for some. But It doesn't but explain the unexplainable like the stuff. Yeah. You know. Right. Right. Our, yeah. And how could they do some of this stuff where, like you said, the body, where they, they're miles away from where they should have been. Right. I d- okay, so I did read, I popped into Reddit really quickly today, and I did read someone's explanation that actually seemed pretty plausible, and it was um, birds of prey. So, like, a, a large enough eagle can pick up, like, a goat and carry it off. Well, yeah, because uh, some of the ways that the dead people are found, uh, Politis said that, they almost it almost appeared that they were dropped from a height, right? Where there's when there's no cliff there, like they were just dropped out of the sky. Like that would explain how they're but it found explain the so older far people, away. Like the no, people. obviously but, and not. Some of them have been found like that, where it seems like they yeah. were just dropped out of the sky. But it could explain some of the kids, some of the younger kids, yes. And it could yeah. explain why shoes like fall off, yeah, or clothes are kind of you know if the so the one person said. Let's say it's got a kid's, you know, in their talons holding onto their pants or their clothes or something and then loses grip. You could see how a kid would fall right out of his pants yeah. and they would get turned inside out on the way yeah. down. Yep. Pull, shoes would get pulled off, you know. I mean, it it's kind of far fetched, but, but it's I, happened. I think it could be possible, but not for all the cases. No. No. But it could be. It could account for some of them. And I do think that animal attacks could account for some of them. Mm hmm. You know, you I think don't know. it would leave evidence, though. There would be yeah. evidence. There'd be blood. There'd yeah. be clothes would be ripped. Yeah. There'd be fur traces of the animal. Something. You and know, I don't know enough about David to know. Is some he of this credible? Could be confirmation bias, where you find you're looking for you're what lo- you want to prove. Yeah, and you might. Well, let's 
hide this fact. We don't need to know that. Right. You know, so some of it could be that. Okay, that that reminds me of the fact. I just watched a documentary about Amelia Earhart. We talked yeah. about this. Yeah. And it's interesting because everything they point out, it's so convincing, but it's so incredibly biased. And then you find out after the fact that the picture that they're basing the whole thing off was debunked as being published in a book like two years before Amelia Earhart even went missing, that sort of thing. I'm watching another one about this guy who is the great, great grandson of um, H.H. Holmes, and he's claiming that he thinks he was Jack Jack the Ripper. Ripper. So everything that they're looking for is to prove that he it, it is was, who he it's thinks the same he thing is. With the Stephen Avery documentary where oh, it was it's just so biased one way that yeah. so many people that knew nothing about the case watched that and were right. like, he's totally innocent. Yeah. Oh, you yeah. Know? Yeah. He's, he's yeah. a good guy. So, that, so I, it, it is very possible with the, the with his bird, books with, that that's you know. Yeah. Um, another theory is alien abductions. I feel like some that's it, the most plausible <laughs> explanation. You know, there's theories that after Roswell. Uh, the president met with the aliens and oh. they exchanged technology and that explains our, the computer. Who boom. was the president at that time? Uh, was it Eisenhower? Okay. I don't know. Washington. <laughs> I suck at history. Lincoln. You know, Lincoln. <laughs> Obama. Trump, I don't know either. <laughs> um, took him with them. So they, that he, they exchanged technology information. Yeah, that, that's and... the, one of the big theories is that we have caught aliens, you know, Roswell, that we captured aliens and we exchanged they gave us technology, and that explains like the computer, the big boom that happened around that time with computers and technology, and that in an exchange for that, we allowed them to to take humans to test stuff on. So the alien explanation would be a good way to explain. Well, that's the thing is that why if, if, clothes are missing. Yeah, they're doing if tests. Gonna, if you want to secretly grab people you're gonna grab them out of the woods where there's not a lot of people around no witnesses yeah that would explain how they traveled really far distances why they don't remember stuff but that, yeah that's one of the theories but then you know why does joe six-pack in his trailer <laughs> see them you know too? right so i don't know but I, that's kind of one of the convincing theories yeah is that it's alien abductions that if you want to if you're gonna grab a human do it where there's nobody else around mm-hmm. you know and that's why some of them are given back that's why maybe some aren't. Maybe they meant to give all of them back and some just kind of get lost like on the way. The story where the kid said that, you know, the, his fake alien or robot grandma said that he was put there in his I'm, mom by an alien. I'm, pic- just I'm picturing the housekeeper on the Jetsons. Like, <laughs> I don't understand what was the her name? coming out of <laughs> I don't head. either. I don't get that. But yeah, he said that's that there were other robots there that didn't talk or move. So I don't know. But alien abductions is one of the popular theories. Yeah. The two most popular ones seem to be Bigfoot and alien abductions. Um, Another theory is a weird dimensional thing. Well, that makes sense, too. That makes sense, too, especially the woman who said she couldn't interact with people. why is that just in the woods? Why? I don't know. Maybe this stuff happens out in the middle of the the city, but nobody, they assume that somebody was abducted. On above top secret. There's a website called Above Top Secret where people talk about UFOs and aliens and ghosts and stuff like that. Yeah, and I've been there. Yeah, it's a good it's site. Like, uh, 75% kooks, 25% legit people. Sure, yeah. But there's a thread on there called Strange Forest Stories. Okay. Where people are talking about the weird things that happen in woods. And there's a lot of weird stuff that happens in woods. Yeah. You know, uh, even geocaching. Like there was one, I think it was near Cleveland or Sheboygan where Aaron and I went in to get a geocache. It was just this little woods, and we went in there, and both of us were like, no. We do really? not want to. Yeah. 
it was weird because it was a sunny day. It was a nice day. And I felt it first, and I didn't say anything. Then Aaron goes, I don't like being in here. I feel weird in here. And I told really? him, I do too. It felt like we were being watched. Ooh. It was just weird. It was like it's just nice little woods, and we just hated being so in there. So Cleveland, that's where there's like a, a college over yeah, there. Yeah, LTC. We should go there. <laughs> <laughs> As we but talk about how people get lost in the woods. There's a lot of weird things that happen in woods, and reading that. Yeah. You know, so maybe it's something to do with the woods themselves, that there's something going on there. But that's one of the theories is a weird dimensional thing. Well, as Georgia Hardstark and Karen Kilgareth like to say, don't go into the woods, you yeah. idiots. <laughs> Bad things happen yes, when you go do. into yes, the woods do. by yourself. And the last theory is that nothing is going on, that he is just blowing things out of proportion. Connect, making connections where there are connections none. where there aren't any connections. But sure. I don't know. I don't know. What would uh, yeah? What would the families have to say about that? I don't, I've seen I've seen skeptics on there like tear apart all every go through every one of these and say no 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 yeah you know so I don't know but just, I guess it's one person's word against another. We we're just taking his word for it. But like I said, he he really researches this stuff. He has documentation on this. Here's the and thing, there is a lot of weird things. But couldn't he just make that documentation up? I don't think so because I think you can actually go back and I think he has like where he got this. It's stuff. authenticated yeah, I somehow. Think it's authenticated. Okay. Well, that's good. Cause so, I mean, I feel like I could cr- create some kind of document, make it look photocopied and call it evidence, yeah. you know? Yeah. But that's, that's the, that's the mm-hmm. popular explanations. Wow. I honestly, I don't, don't know, know what it is. <laughs> I, I really think that there's something weird going on. Yeah. You know, and I just talked, I mean, I know I brought up a lot of stories, but I've probably heard five times the amount that I talked about on oh, here. Yeah. There's so many stories. Yeah. And that's why I said, if you guys want us to do an episode where we just talk about these stories, we could do that. Yeah. That'd be, I, I'd like to do it just because I want to talk about yeah, them. And I mean, hear I'm about fascinated them. with this. I have been ever since I first, and now that I've researched it, I kind of want to buy his first book to see what I think about it. Yeah. But you know, at the end of the day, I don't know what's going on. I think something is going on. Mm-hmm. I don't know what. Uh, yeah. Those Some we- of the stuff, like the rain or, you know, the weird weather, it can happen. You know, it can. Absolutely. It can totally happen. Yeah. Isolated storms. They happen all the time. You know, the, the, the people turning up in places that have already been searched, they could be circling lost and then just die there. You know, another one of these that I didn't have in here is that a large percentage of these people are found face down oh interesting and he says that that's not that's not your instinct nobody's just gonna lay face down in the woods because i'm feeling like if you're malnourished and lost walking through the woods you're gonna lay on your back no you're gonna be walking and then you're gonna drop to your knees and then your face is gonna plant in the ground that's that's i'm imagining that you're already sitting down or lying down when that happens that's why i don't know because he says that that's not the usual way that people are found is face down. He said most people are found face up. Face up, and I don't know. I don't know enough about that too. Yeah, I don't know either. But he said for me, my a, instinct is I'd I'd be lying face up. I, I wouldn't know. be lying dead in the woods. Probably if not. It was my choice at all. No. So I don't know. I don't know what to make of that. What's well, fascinating? I mean, like I said, missing persons cases are just fascinating to me to begin with. But some of these people that really know what they're doing out there and have the equipment and stuff. Like that uh, guy I talked about, the skier that they didn't have find his boots and stuff. He had, like I said, a GPS. He had a cell phone. He had a backup battery for his cell phone. And David took his phone, his actual phone, 
he was found with oh. to that location. See if it got reception. And he had two bars. So oh. he should have easily been able to make to be able to at least text somebody. So why didn't he? Yeah. Why did he travel this crazy terrain? Right. You know, and there was another story where there were mountain climbers. And you know how they have themselves fastened? Yeah. One Carabiners after the other. and whatever, yeah. yeah. Yeah, where they're climbing up the mountain. And the guy at the very end, all of a sudden they felt it go slack. And they went and looked and never found the guy. He was just gone. His backpack was there. His stuff was there. And he was just gone. That is the most striking one to me right at this moment because, you know, you can see how someone could wander off of a trail or get, you know, fall behind and step off of a trail, whatever. But somebody's climbing up a mountain behind you and then they're just gone. The guy that was ahead of him. Where is he going to go? That's the thing. They don't know. He should be at the bottom of whatever you're climbing. They found his backpack. They found some stuff of his, but. Never found him. Never found him. I don't know what's worse to. I guess I think it would be, I don't know. I'm trying to put myself in the position of the family is what's worse is having your kid or your loved one, their body found under strange circumstances or never having anything found. I think the frustrating thing is having them found under strange circumstances, but nobody doing anything about it. Right. Or having any way to explain it or looking into it even. I guess the hard part about never finding a body is that you just always hold hope that they're out there and you never stop looking or waiting for them to come home. But so many of these people don't turn up. I know. And, you know, there was one boy that disappeared and they eventually found his bones buried at the foot of a tree. Hmm. Buried? Yeah. And they said it made no sense whatsoever Hmm. because an animal wouldn't do that. Oh, no. So, I don't know. Well, that's murder. Yeah. Did you see recently in the news that a, a, a couple that went climbing in the mountains or like in the 40s and never were seen again that their remains were now just found yeah. frozen? Yep. Yeah. And, like and their almost, kids are like, well, we, now we know what happened. Yeah. <laughs> yep. That's crazy. Yeah, this stuff is happening. I mean, some of these reports that I was reading or looking at were months ago. So it's happening today he there he has a map in the book of what he calls like the hot spots yeah the clusters where this stuff happens and he is really really protective of it like if somebody puts it on a website he will make them take it down because he wants you to buy the book to get the map Hmm. but i found a copy of the map online (laughs) and it's weird because there's a ton on the west coast ton on the east coast and it kind of goes towards the middle like wisconsin and michigan are on there but then really? in the middle of this the united states there's nothing there's like absolutely nothing down the center of the states we should definitely find out what the wisconsin cases were and talk about those uh there's a couple there was there was one weird one where a guy in michigan went towards lake michigan and he was technically in what they call the the lake michigan triangle or the great lakes triangle where death store yeah yeah, that's where the Bay and yeah. Green, that's near Door County. It's just like, yeah, I know right where that uh, is. Where he went to the lake and disappeared. And huh. they, they found his footprints going out to the lake and just stopped. Nothing. Well, don't you and just think he drowned, though? Months later, knocked on his parents' door. Apparently, he woke up miles away what? from home in a field in clothes that weren't his. That's not he, what I was expecting you to a, say. He had, a, he had a backpack full of maps that weren't his. 
and he refuses to talk about what happened. So you don't know if that's one of those hinky things where he was up to shenanigans and right. But that was the one that happened relatively near us. Drug deal but there gone were, bad. I'll show you after the podcast a map. There were a couple in Wisconsin. Yeah, there were a couple like near this area. Oh, we should talk about these on another episode. Yeah, I so want to go I'd, into detail. I'd like to find out, but I think I'd have to buy his books. Oh, I could. Like I said, I should go to the library. I don't think the library has them. You don't think so? No. I'll have to look. My um, I'm in the county cat system for Milwaukee County, so I'll see if they carry any of his books. I can order them and have them delivered yeah, to I my library. I think I might library. just buy the first one off his site because I kind of really want to read this after yeah. after researching all this. But his there's lots of YouTube videos, interviews with him. There's lots of podcast interviews with him. So if you're interested in this, it's easy to find yeah. that stuff, but that's not the whole picture. He says you need the books for the whole picture. Which kind of makes you go, eh, yeah, like are you just trying to make a buck? Make a buck. <coughs> so, hmm. but there's another lady that wrote a book called Something in the Woods is Taking People. You know, so there's lots of people that are kind of getting into this now. Yeah. So I don't know. Well, these are, the circumstances are just s- strange, yep. you know, and kind of unexplainable. Yeah. Yeah, I don't There's know. no logical explanation for some of the circumstances. No. And even he says he went into this with the mindset that it was going to be Bigfoot or something like that. But he says there's just so much weird stuff that he doesn't know what to say yeah. is going on. Right. Well, I certainly can't come up with, no. you know, a definitive conclusion. So, so that's that. That is so yeah, guys, missing 411 in a nutshell. Strangers, tell us what your theories are. Yeah, or do you have theories. a story? Do you know someone who went yeah, missing? Yeah, if you have any weird wood stories about woods or forests, weird I would love things to hear that happening. because I'm kind of fascinated by that. Me too. So let us know your theories. Let us know your stories. As always, let us know if you have any topic suggestions that you would yeah. like us to cover. Absolutely. We'll start covering the ones people suggested too. Yeah, <laughs> we, get to those. we should probably do that. We gotta get to those. <laughs> I'd like to have some guests too. I think we have some friends who've had some personal experiences yes, that that, that'll here. come My on the buddy show. Jamie, that did our theme music. music, might stop when he's he's gonna be home next month. So he okay. might. We're gonna see if he could swing it to be like our third. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Person discussing yeah. it. He can be the third wheel. The third wheel. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So that's that. Cool. Well, that was fun. I I could talk about this all day, yeah. but we're Hopefully almost you're not an hour in a and a half park in. Or a national park. Yeah. I have never been in a national park. I've only Neither been have in, I. I have only been in a handful of state parks. It's bucket list stuff for yeah. me though. I have that. only been in a handful of state parks. Oh, I love our state parks in Wisconsin. They're beautiful. I've been to Point Beach. That's it. I'm yeah, sure. Point Beach is <laughs> really? the only one I've been to. You've been I got married in a state park, so you've been there. Oh, that's right. You did. Yeah. <laughs> Kohler Andre, that. that's a beautiful yes. beautiful park. Any park along Lake Michigan is gorgeous. I just need to get out more. Peninsula State Park? You've been to Peninsula State Park with me. Yes, I have. I was with you. I was with you. All right, that's three. Three state parks I've been in. I was at two of them were with me. Nice. (laughs) Nice. I didn't disappear. (laughs) No. (laughs) Thank God. Oh, okay. Well, we're going on an hour and a half here. That's like, this this is our our longest longest episode. episode. You're with still us. with hopefully us. Hopefully you didn't fall asleep. Right. I don't know. I find this stuff interesting as hell. I Me really too. do. Yeah. So hopefully you do too. If not, let us know. I think missing persons cases in general we could cover in the future. I mean, they don't have to just be about the forest ones. There's yeah. plenty of missing persons cases that happen under mysterious yes. circumstances. Yeah. So it's a topic I could just go on and There's on about for days. Do, please let us know. Yeah. The strange sessions. 
Uh, or if you okay if you're listening and you a loved one went missing and you would like us to cover the story just to get it out there because the more people who hear about these stories the better chances you have of someone who saw or knows something you know getting in touch with you so let us know we're happy to preferred way to get in touch with us now seems to be writing on our youtube (laughs) comments darn i gotta look at that again (laughs) i'm just really surprised that thank you kate for commenting by the way kate is jeff's wife Oh, thank I you, Kate. Yeah, if I you've seen that that her comments. Yes. Yeah, cool. So I, w- I was excited to see that she was listening yeah, she, to the she stream. She likes sessions. her stuff a lot. She comments a lot. Yeah. Thank you, Kate. She's awesome. I haven't met her yet, but I know she's awesome. She so. is awesome. All right. Well, yeah. Any more shout outs while we're, uh, while no, we're on shout outs right now? Not that I can really think of. I want to okay. give a shout out to my brother, Corey, because he, he loves Corey? his podcast. Oh, good. Yeah. I'm glad to he's hear. He's not into this stuff. I mean, he he's a skeptic. Sure. But he likes the podcast. Well, I'd love to have him here one day. That'd be great. I like getting that perspective as well. Yeah. So any shout outs for you? Uh, no, I think that's it. Just okay. Kate. Kate was my shout out. Okay. So thanks, Kate. And uh, I don't know. Should we wrap it? We'll wrap it up. Uh, Call it a day. Stay out of the woods. Yes, please stay out of the woods. At least, yeah, by yourself. Don't go into the woods by yourself. Yeah. And if you disappear and you come back, tell us. Yeah, we want to know. We want to know what happened. (laughs) Sounds good. Until next time, stay stay strange. strange.